How do we see? How do we see our supposed selves on the screen? Why do we obsess over inclusion, not liberation? Fawn over representation as opposed to the content of character, as Dr. King or Stanislavski would agree. It's all about character. Hmm? Has the left forgotten its character? Our passions, fears, failures, triumphs, ideologies, our pathologies, perversions, our sins, our grandeur, our grace. How do we see? What is being transferred and transmitted on screen to your eyes? Cinematic poems on the screen reaching outside the realm of narrative and character and the revolution within. What matters? is what the author intends and what we recognize and what, in the end, is left when both the film and the spectator go to sleep. What resonates? Unable or willing to carve out our own way and rebelling against the old order and affirming our own, I greet you here in my cave, where we explore the different rooms of visual liberation. I'm coming out of the closet, basically, and saying it proudly. Visual liberation is the leftist reading of film, and not only a Marxist Fanonian interpretation, but films that unleash something above and beyond the idea of political agitation. And with that, I want to thank all the outsiders, dissidents, pessimists, realists, social workers, organizers, activists, teachers, preachers, singers, servers, actors, dancers, migrators, musicians, poets, painters, montage makers, filmmakers, protest artists, and those who labor and march to the beat of their own drum on their holy pilgrimage to consciousness and truth. Those who know we're living at the tail end of our imagination or in the early stages of a serious decline. In the case of revolutionary cinema, it's a matter of throwing caution, middle-class pieties, fantasies about inclusion to the wind. It's about establishing the actor as liberator, revolting in form, not just content, decimating Hollywood structure for character, feelings, and ideas, as opposed to plot and reveling in a sense of rebellion and criticism of this great atrocious capitalist society, which regards racism as its holy order, Support living artists, or else you will see no visions and receive no prophecies. Filmmakers, we're workers. The artist is a worker. He's not special in relation to any other worker in a community. We're workers. I mean, this, whether a doctor or a servant, we're workers. Remember, plays aren't written. They're wrought. 
And all workers under capitalism or dynasties are in the trenches, whether they like it or not. The dilemma is what side of the trench you're on. Now, I come to you humbly, not as a filmmaker here, but as one who cares about how certain films are made and why. I come as a messenger from the trenches mined by those who seek to harmoniously join social consciousness and art. That's it. Those whose moral outrage seamlessly intertwines with their creative expression. Those who ultimately, for better or worse, resolve themselves to be or have been protest artists. I hate the term, but that's what it is. Witness and accept the transmission, guys, of, of the connection from Billie Holiday and Joan Baez to uh, Public Enemy and Prophets of Rage. Witness the connection between Amiri Baraka's early plays and which film? <laughs> I mean, who would you say? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to figure that one out, isn't it? If you had to. Most socially conscious or political or, uh, dare I say it, uh, uh, radical filmmakers uh, in the mainstream <laughs> are, 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 are there to, to, to collect a check and fill a theater. It's not to demolish a certain horror in, with their films, right? They're not there to recalibrate sanity. I mean, you don't ever feel that someone like Spike Lee would die for the message in his films. You get the notion that they're interesting, sometimes even entertaining business decisions. Political cinema must be as authentic as a political rock song, right? There must be risk involved. I mean, there has to be something else going on. A declaration against oppression outside of any normal fiscal or capitalist structure. It's folk. It's tradition. It's ancestral. It's a revolution made with blood. And the only reason I'm hollering and hooting over here is because the impact of the politically radical or dramatically subversive artists in film and drama not only changed my life, several times over, but inspired and beckoned me to stop faking the funk and accept how I actually wanted to use my talents and to what end. Visual liberation, with a nod to John Berger, is a way of seeing. Visual liberation freeing both creator and spectator. Decolonizing the gaze Approaching cinema as one listens to protest music. This is what I would like us all to try to do. And the left deserves and needs some kind of critical standard and commitment as to how we're going to go about analyzing or acknowledging the works whose value we supposedly believe in. Be it roots, folk, punk, reggae, rap, doesn't matter. The spiritual thrust of these forms are rooted in revolt. And half of that is planted in whatever conscientious message is being presented. How do we apply this to our eyes when we watch a movie? Not too long ago, I came uh, out of a period where I, uh, I had felt washed up, tired, 
uh, insecure. Um, these might have had something to do with the past year, of, of course, but um, you know the, the trauma of, of, of the pandemic in, in general. But um, I went to Rhode Island once uh, with my partner for a kind of retreat. And it's always a good thing if you get out of New York City. It's good for the body and the soul. And, you know, I, I get very caught up in my own web of problems when I'm, when I'm in New York. And uh, most of which was the aftermath, really, of having gotten COVID back in February. And it was so bad back then, uh, in February 2021, when I had COVID, I didn't think I would live. I mean, every now and then I can still feel the blood flowing through my veins, like when I was on my deathbed cold, like a reptile. Speaking of reptiles, I was shedding. Things are changing in me. It was a metaphysical kind of change. It was sciatica, eczema. Things were coming out of me, a new skin perhaps, literally and figuratively. Something was happening. I was losing hair. I was, no, I wasn't losing hair. I was losing touch. Touch with the things that mattered. So one night in Little Compton, in Rhode Island, we were outside in the backyard, and she says, see the stars? It's so beautiful. You know, we were looking up. Earlier she had said, um, look at the sunset over there. You see those colors? Look at the colors. And me, being ornery and <laughs> in the sort of eternal bad mood at times, which has nothing to do with her, it's, uh, it's how I've been since I was about four, or maybe even younger. In fact, I don't even think I enjoyed being born, which is a whole other story. But I was irritated at first, of course, and my sciatica was acting up that day, my arthritis. I mean, you know, I kept thinking, well, come on, what, what do you want from me? Leave me alone. And she just looked at me, prompting me again, saying, see? And she looked up at the sky. She gestured up. And as trite as this sounds, by me looking up, to see the beauty that was above me in the sky, the stars for the first time. It was as if the first time I'd ever seen the stars, yes. And that was an example of visual liberation. She prompted me to see something, physically look up, take in, and see something. That's all I want to do now for people who claim they appreciate uh, uh, film or, or, or politically tinged art. All these names and categories have lost meaning because we don't see them. We look at them, but we don't see them. This is visual liberation. This is how I felt when I first saw Nothing But A Man. Malcolm X's favorite film, supposedly, and um, uh, uh, it's a remarkable example of visual liberation. Now, when I first watched Michael Romare's film, um, it was on VHS, of course, and it, I was bored to tears. I will admit that. I didn't get it. My eyes were simply not even mature enough to understand how cosmic the film itself was, how radical also the movie was in context, in terms of history, but also just as a present living work of art. The tone of the movie alone, the understated performances are so beautiful and so mature, and they render such deep conviction that you have to be ready for those types of films uh, in order to, to really uh, see what they are. It took me about three viewings between 17 and maybe 19 to understand what was being offered to me in that one picture. And it was eventually as if I had never seen 
anything like this before. You know, I, as if I had never seen human behavior so complex like that before. Dealing with class, racism, all at once, you know, love, the emotions, uh, and all kinds of love, romantic love, familial love, right? And I was removing my colonized Hollywood mind and resisting that morbid and warped perception that we've all been indoctrinated to upon coming out of the womb, basically. The personal is political. And I viewed films the same way as music. I became more conscious of what the performing arts really meant and how drama or film were or had once been and still could be torchbearers for real human consciousness. In fact, real revolutions, changes to the actual established order. So what does that mean? New York guerrilla filmmaker Vagabond, best known for um, uh, cult classics like Machetero and Blind Seer of Coney Island. And like me, he uh, participated in the Brecht Forum's Visual Liberation Festival in New York City in 2002 the, uh, at the Marxist school. And we had both individually at that time just completed two important new wave third cinema feature films around that time. But you know, Vagabond, recently had posed a question on his Facebook page the other day, something to the effect of what movie had led you to become the person you are. I'm paraphrasing. And my answers, Chameleon Street by Wendell Harris, Dog Day Afternoon by Sidney Lumet, uh, Shadows by John Cassavetes, were right at the tip of my tongue or the forefront of my subconscious constantly. And maybe even before I'd ever seen those films. <laughs> Because experiencing them the first time, it was like a coming home. And we'll get more into that in a later episode, how certain movies or works of art are almost biblical and seem to defy everything and somehow bring you into an inexplicable, uh, uh, transcendent state almost. But Bill Gunn's Ganjan Hess did that for me. But I, I want to stick to the melody here, which is the political notion of filmmaking and how by perceiving different and responding to something of the oppressed's point of view, the director seems to be able to succeed in bringing their impulse to incur a revolutionary state of being, okay? For the spectator, for the participant, for the creator. And again, uh, uh, we'll get more into this, but as Paul Schrader had posited uh, with his transcendental style, and his famous book about that. I declare there is a revolutionary style that incurs an actual state of mind for the viewer. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, art politicized me, not Marx, not Fanon. I was led to them through art, whether it was music or bands like uh, Body Count and The Clash to James Baldwin and Arthur Miller and Lorraine Hansberry, studying them alone as an actor politicized me. Their plays were banquets for the middle class and the well-heeled to eat a little bit of themselves as the oppressed took a bite out of life. They gave tragedy a different face for the bourgeoisie. It was a 
torment of the little man, who, greater in fact than the empire's tortured royal heroes like Oedipus or Electra, they were individuals with dreams bigger than all of Greek mythology and hearts so large that they broke upon waking, looking up to see the stars. Willie Loman, Walter Lee Younger in Raising the Sun, for example, cracked his back to reach those stars. The tragedy in our world is in having an ability to see something other than the prison you are in. This is visual liberation. Cosmic consciousness is the root of radicalism, imagination, and action. It just precedes imagination, gives it the base to leap from, that's all. And when you have these in tow, and when they do not thrust out over the prison gates, well, what other than a forsaken and beautiful dreamer are you? So how does all this relate to movies? And it may sound abstract now, but if you bear with me and you go with me over the next few podcasts, you'll see what I'm talking about. And I will illuminate practical examples of these theories. I suppose over the past decade, I, I mean, maybe longer, I've been obsessed with all this because of everything happening in our culture and my own personal disappointment with how things have gone in the, the, within the arts. Um, I have nothing to do with, you know, I, I'm, I'm no longer a theater director. Um, I'd probably melt if I walked into a theater. Same way I'd probably explode if I walked into a church. I'm a lapsed filmmaker. I no longer worship, nor do I rely on the little bit of faith I have left. I have nothing to do with film, really, except marginally, where I've always been anyway. It's the fringes I've always felt more secure and free in. My therapist thinks I should have been a tailor. To me, it's just another art form, one to be used or not. But it's the respect I must enable or advocate for. Use, but don't abuse cinema. And my draconian way of being able to preach what I believe is by being able to write. Right? For me, it's the word. In the beginning, there was the word. It starts with that, and that word is liberation. But again, what does this really mean? Well, why are we enamored with uh, Judas and the Black Messiah movie and don't really acknowledge uh, Uptight from 1968? Why are young feminists talking about promising young woman but not uh, Anna Biller's The Love Witch, which only came out a couple of years before? This is what I want to get into. So join me next week as we begin to peel back the layers of this glass onion and get deeper into certain films, popular and obscure, and its function as protest art. And we'll find our way to the center of what makes us boil as radicals, as dreamers, as romantics, as individuals who know that there's a huge difference between the realities of what Hollywood presents as socially conscious, especially as it now relates to the maligned and the oppressed, and what those of us in the trenches live and occasionally express. Before I say goodbye, I, I, I just want to say I've written these programs, these ideas to explore as one of the last genuine things I have 
in my life, in, in this world anyway. Despite the fact that there's too much media in the world, of course, I've created more media, but it's really to inspire, to teach, to challenge, uh, present things some of you have already thought of, but have forgotten. A gentle reminder. These are sermons, daily affirmations. You can listen to them in any way, shape, or form. Every filmmaker must find their own way. I had to. But if I can bring some solace or some support in ideas that you may have already had, but just forgot, and ideas about what it means to be a leftist artist working in cinema, then please just consider me an ally and someone who can hopefully remind you of what's important. Hey, I'm just the guy holding the candle up to the canvas. So who knows how black and blue the earth moves? And who cares? It's late. I'm not sure what time it is, but it's late. You know, when I was a boy, it always seemed like the most interesting conversations would happen after midnight. Don't you remember that? Any of you have that, that, that memory or ever thought that when you were a kid? Anyway, listen, to all you insomniacs who may be listening to this in the wee hours of the morning, or those listening in the middle of the day, maybe between a job or a hustle or some subway ride from one stop to another, I send you victory from my heart, support, and advocacy for everything you do. Stay creative. Keep storming the barricades of your imagination, first and foremost. The people need you. But most importantly, make your film as if it will save someone's life. Namely, your own. Peace.